Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to episode 13 of the official Nerd Talk podcast, Geek Speak. I'm your host, Sean, and joined as always is my co-host, Josh. You're confused. I'm fucking confused, Rudy Rudolph. This is the podcast where we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. What else can you ask for? Hey, Josh. Hi. I'm a a fan of that euphoria sound. (laughs) You're confused. I'm fucking confused, bro. (laughs) It also makes me happy to hear Sean swear on the podcast. I curse occasionally. Occasionally. That's the thing. I'm the one with the potty mouth. I'll try and show less restraint from now on. How about that? You do you, It's buddy. a crazy... So, we haven't recorded a podcast this year that has had news in it. So, instead of a main topic this month... This week. This, this, this month. month. The entire well, month. Honestly, yeah. We're uh, doing all the news from January. <laughs> all of it. Apparently, it's a lot. Because last episode, I think we did, some, we did some brief news things, but very... Like, of a week of news. From the January 1st... Until like the like the seventh or eighth or something like that, and now we have three weeks of stuff that's a lot's happened. So it's absolutely be a bit of a recap of our first coming back in the new year, really getting into it. Yeah, it's exciting. Hey, Josh. Howdy, howdy. So this podcast, we like I said before, we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. We do have some fun game stuff coming up soon. Uh, and I think two episodes from now, we'll be doing something in VR. That'll be really fun to do. We've also rebranded the Nerd Talk Productions Twitter account to just be the podcast Twitter now. The handle is still the same right now of nerdtalk underscore prod, but it now says Geekspeak Podcast with our logo, etc. So Josh, we also watch Disney movies. We do. Specifically Disney Channel original movies. We do. Every episode, approximately, we go through a different Disney Channel original movie, or DCOM for shirt for shirt? Yes. Yep. DCOM for short. And we'll see how in a short period of time, the biggest media company on earth caters towards solely children with a large sample size over a short period of time. And we'll see the quality changes, etc. See how if they do improve over time, if they don't. Things like that, which hopefully Disney would. And the one for this week was Genius. And next week, I forgot what it is already. We're in the era of, this, of DCOMs where I've never seen any of these and I've never heard of any of these. So it's going to be very interesting going into these going forward, especially starting with this one. I had never heard of this one before. And it'll be fun to talk about that soon. Our next one is Don't Look Under the Bed. So if you want to watch that one ahead of time for Don't Look Under the Bed, Don't Look Under the Bed. Is it on Disney Plus? It, it better is. be. Cool. Then you can watch it as well, and then you'll understand what we're saying more when we talk about the plot of it. All right. So for news, Josh, some stuff's happened. <laughs> 
But first, we want uh, one movie came out this past month in January that we both watched in theaters. We did? And that was Scream. Oh, yeah! So he and I both watched Scream 1 and 2 first. We were gonna, both of us were going to watch all of them beforehand and then didn't have a chance to watch 3 and 4 beforehand. I just didn't have time. I just chose after watching Scream 2 to go see the new one. And it was fine. It was good. Good times. Yeah. I really enjoyed Scream 5, a.k.a. Scream 5 them, um, as I'm, as I'm going to call it from now on. Scream 5 them. Wonderful. I'll take that over just calling it Scream. As a fan, well, it's a dumb title mechanic of Halloween. It's called Halloween. 2018's Halloween is called Halloween. Um, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre is called Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. What is this with this weird horror trope of just calling the new version of the fran- the requel the same fucking thing? Even though they give it justification in the movie, that still doesn't make me less mad that it exists. But it keeps up the same meta parody vibe of the first ones. Um, and I will watch three and four. I was watching those with my girlfriend, though, when she went long distance, so you couldn't finish them before I watched the new Scream. Yeah, Screams are good, though. I want to watch three and four now. I'm actually really enjoying this franchise. It's... I'm not a fan of slasher movies, and we talked about this on our Halloween Kills episode, but this is the kind of slasher movie that I very much enjoy. And this new one was fantastic. And the reason it's so great is because they treat it like Clue or Scooby-Doo, but with murders, like actual murders, because it's the... Everyone is equally a little bit sus, a little bit creepy. Who could it be? And the twist is always the same, but it's two people. Like it's consistent, <laughs> but it's always a little bit surprising, like just slightly. Because it because it plays with your expectations. It's like it's it's one person, but it might also be two. But it might also be one. Is it the boyfriend or is it not? We'll find out. And they say that because like there are it, this this series established the slasher slash horror rules. Very is the first series ever to really say in the movie these are the rules of horror. These are the rules of slashers. Follow these rules and you'll be safe. Like don't have sex. Don't say I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere alone. These kind of things. And they say it outright in the first movie. And then everyone breaks these rules immediately when they're said. And that's really fun to play around with. And then of course each scream scream film has a different fun intro. It's kind of a vignette like intro for often like for often for um like the second one has the movie theater intro with Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. And that's a very interesting intro, which is that movie theater audience. If I ever was in a movie theater and that was it, and it was the entire audience, I would walk out. I don't care if it's a free screening or not. I don't want to sit through that. Yeah. Not, not even just the murder part. Just like everyone, if you've not seen Scream 2, it's not a spoiler at all. The very first scene is a movie theater scene. Everyone's in costume. That's fine. Everyone is jumping up, yelling, throwing popcorn, throwing fake nuts. It is chaos when a movie's playing. I want to watch the effing movie. I like it. You took back your swearing. I don't know what's happening, man. It is <laughs> 1 a.m. I am high on sugar. I had an apple pie from McDonald's. I'm becoming weird voice time. I had a Coca-Cola. I like the dynamic sometimes changes up between you being the straight man and being the crazy one. The straight man? The straight man. Yes. The, norm- the normal one. The comedy t- style straight man, not like the gay straight man. The gay straight <laughs> First of Go on. Okay. Next so this that was just this past month we watched Scream. And this next little th- seg- segment, this next segment, we're going to call Boo or Woo. Cool. So, upcoming films, filmings, upcoming movies for this month, Josh. For uh, Mr. I'm Confused. Uh, you're fucking... Com- nope. Other way around. You're... Back it up. <laughs> <laughs> Leave all this in. Don't edit anything out. No. So, this next segment is going to be called Boo or Woo. Or woo or boo. But woo or boo sounds sillier. So boo or woo. <laughs> Not woo or boo. Woo or boo. boo. <laughs> so, this segment is called this 
because it'll be the upcoming films of February that have not come out yet, because February started today when we're recording this. And you could just say, boo, or woo. Do I have to do it with that enthusiasm? What if I say we instead? That's not the point. <laughs> so number one for this month, we're going to say is, we're going to go with Jackass Forever. Boo. Boo. Is it for me? I don't want to see people get hurt. It's not my kind of comedy. I don't think it's funny. They are jackasses. Very much. Is fucking, what's his name, okay? Johnny Knoxville? Yes. Is he literally okay at this point? His head is so damaged. And Jackass Forever looks hella bad. It just looks like another jackass movie. If you're into that, then that's fine. We're not into that. Next up is... Death on the Nile, which comes out this next weekend, Josh. There are so many problems that happened after this movie was even made that I kind of want to see it. Not that I've heard the production of the movie is bad. It's about the people in the movie. So I'm going to say uh, woo for this because I like the I like the first one. And I like Ken, Kenneth Branagh as a director and as an actor. And I like mysteries. I thought you were going to say Kevin Branagh. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Also, you went, woo. Woo. The most, like, whatever, man. Whatever. But am I wrong with that level of enthusiasm? I don't want to see Army Hammer, Gal Gadot, and Letitia Wright in a film together right now. It's a weird combination of people. I love how the trailer seemed to try and hide Army Hammer as much as possible. Oh, yeah. If you watch the trailer of this movie, Army Hammer, with his allegations of sexual assault, as well as with his maybe eating people, that's we don't know. Um, that's weird. That's suspicious. But he's in the movie, but he's like a big part, but they have to hide it as much as they can in the trailers because no one wants to see this movie with him in it. Or, it's just that's a boo for me because of that. But also, Kenneth Branagh with this great mustache, chewing scenery, Lockhart-level style, amazing. The, in the first movie, he has a literal, like, guard for his mustache uh, in the movie to keep it, like, its perfect shape. It's hilarious. Nice. Next up is... The movie Blacklight, which is a movie with Liam Neeson in it. It's him as probably a former agent, probably getting thrown back into the life he once did bad things. I don't know. I don't care. Boo or woo? I'm giving it a boo. I've seen too many of these, and they're all the same. All the posters are the same. Literally, just give him a, an actually interesting character, please. You see, the problem with this is is that he himself has said he doesn't want to keep doing these, but I think it's the only thing that he's getting offered to do, which sucks because he's done good things that aren't this kind of character. So I don't know what's up with his agent, he but he needs a new one. Yeah, boo for this because I don't care. I don't care. No one cares. I've not seen a single person talk about this. And guess what? I'm not going to force you to watch it for the podcast either. Yes. However, the next one, you'll be forced to watch the podcast, and that is Uncharted. I'll give I'll give this a woo. I want I want it to be good. I'll give this a big woo to make Josh mad. Woo! That doesn't make me mad. I don't think that this is gonna necessarily be bad. I want it to be good. I think at worst, it'll be a fun action movie with cool set pieces that's unfaithful to the games. At worst. Yeah. At best, which is unlikely. Super faithful to the games, gets the spirit of the character just right, <laughs> and it is an incredible film on all accounts. That's not going to happen. It looks like it'll be a fun movie. Yeah. If anything, it looks like at least the action scenes are going to be really well done. A lot of it looks like, when it's not like him falling out of a plane or something, it looks like a lot of the fight scenes, they're very physical and they're very 
varied, and he's not a fire person. He just gets thrust into these situations and has to get himself out of them. You get what I'm talking about. You said they're very varied, and that has made my head go woo. <laughs> but I, even though I have my own problems with it, I still am excited, and I am going to view this as its own thing. I just think Tom Holland, people need to stop looking at him as a teenager, because he is 25 years old and is trying to play roles that are his age now. Yeah. And people keep seeing him as, oh, I'm a little 15 boy, and that's not who he is. He is an adult man who's older than me and Josh. Yeah. And we're like, oh, he's 17. No, he he's paying taxes. <laughs> as are we, Josh. Yay. I love being an adult. Yeah, I, I this movie looks fun. I think it'll, it'll be fun. I think it's interesting that he seems not quite swaggery enough yet, but apparently you said in the games young Nathan isn't swaggery or Correct. cocky enough yet, so it's, it's not a huge deal anyway. Yeah, there's like, in, in the flashbacks, especially in the third game, there's like a small bit of it, but it's not fully formed yet. My biggest problem with movies like this right now is that they're trying to give hair origin stories. So Josh pointed out a good, a good fact, a good point, that... Sully is a mu- has a mustache, not is a mustache. Sully has a mustache in the game, which is true. And he has like a gray hair and a mustache. So he has a Sam Elliott kind of look to him. Yeah. And so movies like this, he doesn't have a mustache in any trailers. Judge pointed out he'll probably get one by the movie. And my thought is, why is this always a big deal for random hair things that are, I guess, quote unquote iconic? Xavier gets forced to be bald in X-Men Apocalypse because the power of Apocalypse is too much and it burns his hair off. Rogue in X-Men 1... Her white hair, which is part of her mutation, just comes naturally in her head uh, when she's born with it. Instead, oh, Magneto's weird machine gives her a weird orgasm face, and then she has a white streak in her hair. Why? Who knows? Or there's so many examples of this exact premise happening where movies are giving origin stories for literal hair and facial hair. Why? <laughs> I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. It's just funny seeing you get mad about this. It's dumb. Yeah, this movie looks fun. Yeah. Next thing. Moonfall. Woo or boo? I'll give it a woo. Woo! If anything, it'll be stupid, but it'll be a fun kind of stupid. It looks cool. I like the visuals in the trailers. I like the first trailer a lot. Mm-hmm. This first scene is like, the moon landing. There's a weird metal structure in it. There's aliens. The moon isn't the moon. It's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> they stole the moon. Is this Gru? <laughs> What if well, it is? Gorals, Gorals, come down. What if, who's? I think it's no, it's Lionsgate that made this, not Universal. Again, it is past one a.m. My brain's not working, but Moon looks fun when it falls, and I'm interested. It's like the scene in Majora's Mask where the moon falls. Marry me is a movie. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say marry me. <laughs> That's not for you. So I'm, this also is a woo for me. I am excited for this. The cheesy romantic in me thinks it looks cute and fun, and I'm a sap for dumb and cute rom-coms. I'm going to give this a woo also. While rom-coms aren't necessarily my favorite genre, which is ironic because I'm making a rom-com for my senior film, uh, but this premise is so insane, and I love the talent that they got for it of Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson that it's enough to get me to see it. I don't care if it's cliched. I don't care if it's going to be bad. I think it'll be fun. Owen Wilson has, a, has such a wholesome nature to him. Yeah. Owen Wilson is like the most I am not the leading man kind of leading man. Yep. He's usually not my favorite choice for almost any role, but he works so well for this because he's just like, 
I wonder if the dumb guy in the street, let's go put it in a movie. Kind of role. That's the vibe he gets with this movie. Same phrase twice. He seems very, like, an actual normal person. No! He seems dumber than that. <laughs> Not as, No, no, he, like, the role he's playing. Not him, but he fits this vibe of a fun ignorance to him. Yeah. A whimsical ignorance, if you will. And that's what I want for my own Wilson role right now. From Mary Me. <laughs> Because he has the whimsical uh, ignorance in Loki. No, he's too smart. He's not. Well, actually, no. He is very, he's very ignorant. Never mind. But it's not whimsical enough. He wanted a jet ski. That's not whimsy. How's that not whimsy? It's a jet ski. It's a bureaucratic ignorance. He's a part of a, of a failing system. <laughs> he's a part of a problematic system. That's not the same thing. There's no whimsy. He's just stuck. Anyway, so that's always a woo from both of us. Mary me looks cute. Next up is dog. I'm I'm giving this a woo. I th- I'm happy to, to get an animal movie that isn't made for kids. Every animal movie you see is always made for kids. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But I think this being aimed more towards adults, I think will make it better in the long run. Why it's called dog? I don't know. Boo! The trailer gives me the first off the entire plot. I don't care. And it, I I don't like the trailer. And that's a me thing. Most dog movies feel the exact same. Uh, and this one is fine because road trips are fun. And War Veteran Dog. I do like the one blind joke in the trailer. That was funny. Oh, I can see. Oh, I, I, I can see. I'm- Channing Tatum is a director of dog. Not the director. He's a director. That's more confusing. Who's the other one? This is, Josh? This is an interesting development. Um, that's the movies. Dog looks fun, but also I just don't care enough right now. And I love dogs, and the Baptist boys are fun. I think I would be scarred from seeing the trailer for Clifford enough times to not want to see a dog movie for a little bit. I will watch Clifford one day, It's on that's Par- a monster. It's on Paramount+. Plus. I've had the ability to watch it since November, and I really How don't How is want he to. in the city? The point of him living off the, the shore was that he could have a house and a free reign. But like, in the city, you don't fit. You're a fucking giant dog. It's always how these kids' movies work. It always has to be New York. I want a crossover film of all these kid animal movies or things that are all set in New York. I want to see them all come together. Okay, so you want to have the new... Um... I want the Smurfs. I want Clifford. I want Stuart Lil. I want I want Enchanted. I want all no, of this no. together. So you want to have the Clifford movie crossover with the um, Tom and Jerry movie then. What have I done? <laughs> CGI what I animals. Done? What have I done? Anyway, that's, that's what's coming out this month. That was woo or boo. And next up for this next segment. So now we have news that is more uh, superhero related. Josh, finally. Crazy. Also DC. The movie Batgirl, that is no longer issue a max only, will not be in theaters as well. I'm pretty sure. No, um, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle will be, will be in theaters, right? Blue Beetle is the one that's coming to theaters. I think Batgirl is still HBO Max. That's, I think it's going to change at this point. I'm pretty sure it will change. It should change. It was stupid from the beginning. But Ezra... Not Ezra Miller. Nope. Leslie Grissom <laughs> is not Batgirl. <laughs> they can be whatever they want to be. It's fine. Okay, so Leslie Grace is Batgirl. Mm-hmm. And we got to see her suit, which is right from the comic books. Um, and also, if you've seen the, the Harley Quinn show, she has the same costume design in that, too. Mm-hmm. Well, people are, people are bashing on that first look. But the second people saw onset photos, they're like, oh, it looks cool now. I'm like, 
it's just better lighting with actual like effects on it and like now it has dirt on it cool yeah <laughs> it's like those uh sephos from the batman of like when he was on the bat cycle and he didn't like have the cape on and like the suit would look mm-hmm. very different people were like this is odd i like this but then you know you see the actual like trailer and stuff it's like oh never mind this is fine yeah, I like, I like the background suit overall. People often forget also that that suit was a is a starting suit for the character. It will change eventually. Yeah, it's here's what I can make and go out on my own and try this from that run that it's based on. I'll take it over the Batman and Robin Batgirl bat suit. I just said bat a lot. So yes, I I like that suit though a lot. So I don't know. It's fine. It's just not what I would go for for that. I appreciate that she. I think it's cool they actually decided to keep her with red hair. Yeah. Leslie Grace will probably do great. She's a good actress. I'm excited to see what she does next. And the suit looks cool. Agreed. I like the purple. That purple's neat. Purple is cool. It's a good color. Purple. Purple. (laughs) Next about Batman. The runtime for The Batman was announced to be 2 hours and 47 minutes without credits. I'm fine with this. So about probably 255 total time, approximately. And seeing it in a theater will be over 3 hours with previews. I'll need to pee. Well, you better go before the movie starts. I'm not going to get a drink at that theater. That's too much liquid. <laughs> Did you have to use the bathroom when you saw Endgame? I didn't get a drink. Uh, I don't get... When the movie is long, when I, want, when I want to see the whole movie, I don't get a drink or often don't get popcorn. I just want to experience how it is, because that way I don't have to leave the theater reason. Ah, I can't do that. You easily can. You... I've never had... Very rarely have I ever had to run out and go to the bathroom. I have tiny bladder. Screw you. <laughs> My question is, is will this stay in? <laughs> I don't know yet. We'll find out. I, I edit these so randomly before I keep it, don't keep in. It, Josh does not listen to these back at all. So I have all the power here. He's, he has he has most of the power in this dynamic. I make the podcast show notes. I decide all the things. And then I also tell him what to do. <laughs> and it's very fun. I'm the bitch in this relationship. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm Rudy's pimp. I'm confused. You're, you're fucking... <laughs> I'm confused, you're fucking confused. You're confused? I'm fucking confused, bro. I've not watched Euphoria. You should. I've heard very interesting things about this season so far. Okay, season two has certainly been something, but season one and the special episodes that came out afterwards are some of the best TV I've seen. It's fantastic. So here's another DC thing, Josh, that you've watched and I've not, and that's the Peacemaker show. Before you... Oh, wait, hold on. Leslie Grace Batsuit reveal? Yay. Yay, you're yeah, the Batman runtime. Yay. Okay, so we do yay or nay because film is and media subjective, so yay or nay is a much more uh, palatable term than bad or good. Because I often forget while we're doing the podcast to do yay or nay and leave my actual opinions out of it, because I can give very strong opinions about movies. You can give opinions, as long as you just like, make it more balanced instead of just saying all trash, garbage, bad. Because people often, we're filmmakers, and we don't have to go on a podcast and hear people just say, our film was garbage and stuff. When I say something is bad, I give reasons why. <laughs> That's true. But don't be mean. Sometimes some people need to hear a little bit of mean to understand that, oh, I need to make some changes. You've made The Peacemaker Show. Nope. You've watched The Peacemaker Show. <laughs> yes, I am secretly James Gunn. That's interesting. So, I have not watched it. Peacemaker was, was my least favorite character in this Suicide this Squad by a lot, so I had no interest in the show. Uh, John Cena is fine. I don't. I think that his character did not make me laugh once in the whole movie when I watched this with that squad. But I've heard interesting things about the show, especially the threesome with him and Vigilante was interesting. 
Um, let's see. Also, the Batmite being canon, as well as Kite Man being canon now. The DCEU has gotten more wild now with this show. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, a quick thought on the Peacemaker show. Yay or nay first? I give it a yay. What is this vibe to you? The vibe is... Fun? It's very, it's very fun. It's kind of going a route similar to shows like The Boys and Invincible, where it's taking this character that even what he perceives himself as and deconstructing it and really taking a look back like, oh, he is a, like, he's been severely fucked up from years with his father and everything in his life and how that's completely changed him as a person and him really looking he doesn't even realize this yet, but him looking deep down inside of himself to figure out how to actually become an actual superhero. Because in the Suicide Squad, he always referred to him as a hero, but everything he does is not what a hero does. And in this show, he's actually has to come to terms with, like, you know, what that means. Yes, you have a question. That's what heroes do. I'm sorry, that's not what heroes do, according to WB. Okay, we're not talking about that right now. We are that was a separate episode. <laughs> But not but not only do I love how they're exploring his character, and John Cena's performance is actually really good in this. There are some scenes that have him showing emotion in ways that I wasn't expecting, so I very much enjoyed that. The action's a lot of fun. Most of the comedy's pretty good. There's some that, scenes that just kind of go on for a little bit too long for the comedy. Uh, I love all the side characters, and I think the the not the mystery of the show, but the plot of it going forward, I think is interesting, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. So those are my thoughts on Peacemaker. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Go see it. It's, it's on your couch. Well, sometimes you have to go up and go to your couch. It's on HBO Max. You can watch it on your small phone, your, your, your watch, and enjoy it. The way Tenet was waiting to be watched in the first place in Dune, all on your watch. I'll probably watch two episodes and just judge from there and see if I want to keep watching or not. Because often you can judge a show for our first season off the first like, two or three episodes and see if it's the right vibe for you. You can get a good sense if it will improve or not from there often as well. I say for this, watch the first three. Some news about Black Panther. We have two things about this. Oh, goody. Two news. Two news. Black Panther 2 is in hell. It's been in production hell for a long time let's for start with, so many reasons. Let's start with Letitia Wright again. Oh, boy. I think last time we talked about her, I actually cut it out because it, it was rumors more than, and now it's more factual things I can say. Goody. So, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. To resume filming next week uh, with Letitia Wright back after five months of quote-unquote healing. It was five months? I think so. We don't, we don't check that. Um, it was it was many months for sure of oh, her. Yeah, it, that's right. She, yeah. So... It was like September, wasn't it? Or October? Not important. Oh, uh, so basically what happened is she... Got an injury on her leg, I think it was, mm-hmm. that said that she she couldn't act for a while is the official thing that her agent said. But. <laughs> there's always a but. There's, I don't think that's, that's not at all the full story. She has been vehemently anti-vax for a long time. Disney, so I think, has a very strict vaccine mandate for their films, mm-hmm. which is makes which makes sense. I also had three things about Black Panther News on this. A lot has happened. Oh, goody. <laughs> so that's a thing. But also, she's also liked a lot of tweets that are against Black Panther, against comic movies, against the MCU. She's been, like... It's weird. She has been anti-comic movie, anti-comic movie for a while now, which is nonsense, because she's making millions just for doing almost nothing. You have to get a whole franchise in your hands. This is so much potential for you. And now she's back. But I think she's back so she can leave. Probably. And I'll explain that in a second, because the next piece of news 
involves Winston Duke. So, I don't, know, I don't know if you know about this, but Winston Duke, who plays M'Baku, or the Man-Ape, in the first Black Panther and Infinity War and stuff in the MCU, who actually went to college with Lupita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. who was Nakia. Also cool. But what happened here is Winston Duke, apparently, is getting a giant pay raise for uh, Black Panther 2, and they are restructuring and reshooting scenes to give him a bigger role. I Oh my god. Meaning that... She, Letitia is finding her way to write herself out of this movie, probably, and have Winston Duke become the new Black Panther. I feel so bad for Ryan Coogler, because he had everything that has been happening for this movie has not been in his favor at all. I'm willing to bet he's in his like trailer or apartment or wherever, just banging his head on the wall every time something happens and he has to rewrite the movie. And that's why I said to Josh the other day, I said a lot of times, but I think T'Challa should have been a recast, not a replacement kind of thing, like the character, because I think it's a shame to let the character die with the actor, because the character has a lot more storytelling to do, you can do a lot more with T'Challa still, and also give another black actor a chance to play the role, which would be great too, because I'm sure a lot of people, that'd be there, that's their dream role as well. And I think Chadwick did an amazing job, and was so regal and elegant and like, beautiful in the role, and did wonders for this character for the community. Um, and it's a shame that he passed so young, and, and it's a tragedy. But it's also a shame to let the character die with that. Because the character also just, just died, came back to life, and then if they're going to probably write him out, it doesn't make narrative sense to have him leave the role, have the character go away now. But now, and Letitia being a problematic person she is right now with her uh, throwing away her career, too, with the whole vaccine thing. Why are the MCU scientists being done with real-life science? Eventually, end with Letitia. With that happening, watch out, Robert Downey Jr. Oh God! And now, Winston Duke is getting a bigger role. The pay raises in Baku, and going to be having an expanded role. It's no surprise now that he will probably be taking over the role as Black Panther, which is weird. Look, Ryan Coogler is just going to come on screen and just say, look, I've had so much to fuck with with this movie. Just accept it. Don't question anything. The movie's done. It has been delayed again. Production has paused and been delayed again. Is it still planning to come out next year? I think so. But oh the actual God. but the actual uh, production has paused right now. Because Omicron has raged in Atlanta now. Yeah. And caused some COVID problems on set again. And so now, everyone on the set has taken a bit of a break to re- re- regroup and se- uh, recuperate, regroup, and come back stronger without COVID. This film is in hell. How many pillows do you think Ryan Coogler screams into at night when he goes to bed? Just a just a sheep, like an avatar. That's it. Just a sheep. Just a sheep. That's an avatar. Last ever reference. He just goes every night. He just goes to the top of a hill. I feel so bad for him. Coogler is an amazing director. Fruitvale Station, Creed, Black Panther. He's so good, and to have all of these terrible cards dealt to him with this movie, like. I'm I'll give it to him for sticking out through everything because a lot of directors like if this happened they would have left to do something else. I have positive news for you, Josh. Now, cool. Ready, ready for it? I don't know. So, Knives Out two news that's not about casting, which we did for a long the first like five of the podcast. Like <laughs> Knives Out two casting guys. Just well, because it, it was always every week there was new casting news. So Knives Out two expected to drop in late 2022 now officially. Cool. Uh, likely to have a fall festival debut, like sun, mm-hmm. like the, all this stuff, um, and it will run uh, on Netflix immediately. But there's a lot more buzz now about it potentially going to theaters. I'm fine with this, uh, and I would love that. It 
Like the first Knives Out earned three hundred eleven million dollars on a forty million dollar budget, which was great. That's a really good success. Netflix announced in March twenty twenty one that it had thrown down an astounding four hundred fifty million dollars for the rights to the two follow ups to the murder mystery, which is insane. Hmm? But also, the fact that we've been saying nay to every piece of news from this by uh, our own little dumb rule of because it's going Netflix instead of theaters. That might go away soon. Right now, it's still currently a nay for the for the release date news because it's not officially announced that it'll go to theaters too. But it has now, it looks like there's more traction for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And it better be an actual theatrical release, not like a limited theater release. <laughs> like the fucking Irishman? The 25-year-old, 80-year-old man? Oh my god. <laughs> Look. Okay, let me, let me rant about de-aging actors. We need to calm down with it. It's too much. It's happening too much. Why can't we just cast younger actors to play the, to play younger versions of them? Ro- Robert fucking De Niro did it in Godfather 2. Robert Duvall! I was about to say Robert Duvall. I had to stop <laughs> myself. Uh, yeah, I think it's... If the actor physically looks like they're... they're you can age a face, sure. But the rest of their body, their movements would not match. A perfect young casting choice for an older actor was Josh Brolin as Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black 3. So good. You know what would worry me? If Looper was made today, Bruce Willis would have been playing the younger self and not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And it would have been worse for it. I still haven't seen Looper. You gotta see Looper, man. I I gotta see Looper? You gotta see Looper. I gotta see Looper. You gotta see Looper. Looper, Looper, Looper. (laughs) Dude, I gotta see Looper. For sure. For sure. Bonk, bonk. Anyway, so that's a thing. Knives Out 2. Oh, what a movie. Look at us. <laughs> Who did the thunk? <laughs> Who did the thunk? Let's talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's a man. He's got muscles. Bigger than yours? Yep. So he took to like Instagram and Twitter and his social medias to just post one picture with the phrase coming February 2022. So this month. There's a picture of him as Zeus. That's it. It looks like a cool, kind of like a fan art or something, mm-hmm. honestly. It doesn't look like it's so well put together as a picture or poster. I'm guessing this is going to be a Super Bowl ad. Definitely. If it's for NFTs, I'm going to scream. Watch this be for some Netflix movie that's coming out. That's really, that's, well, no, Netflix is terrible with marketing their stuff. Yes, I fully believe that could also be the case. <laughs> it's just called, it's a poster that shows him in gold plated armor, a big Santa Claus beard, long hair, and. You don't, there's no pants. There's no, I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no legs. It's just the. the what, if it's, what if it's the Doritos commercial for the Super Bowl? It's the uh, the Bud Light commercial. Even Zeus gets drunk sometimes. <laughs> Look, whatever comes from this, as long as it's not a commercial for NFTs, I'm fine for it. I don't think you know. I don't think you know what NFTs are, Josh. No one understands what they are. Some people do. I don't care enough about them. Also, this picture is great for this. There's a picture of uh, Tobey Maguire screaming peak cinema about this picture. It's great. But the Zeus picture, I bring it up because it might be film news. We don't know. It's a big question mark, but it's a question mark that excites me. I can't say that often enough about question marks. But like, the symbol or just general questions are explained. Yes. Okay. That's simple, exciting. Look at the curve. Look at the dot. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, uh, Peacemaker Show, you said yay. Mm-hmm. Letitia Wright, Black Panther news? Nay. Nay. Winston Duke news? Yay, but also nay because of all the problems. (laughs) I keep telling you, pick one. You always say, can you both? Or can you eh? No, pick one. I don't want to give it a yay because then that means I'm happy that the problems are happening. Then give it a nay. But I want to also give it a yay because I like like him as an actor. Pick one. I want to do both. Then you're disqualified. Leave the room. (laughs) 
Your torch. I'm, I'm putting your torch is being snuffed. Fine, I'll give it a day. You've been voted, you've been voted off the island. Nah, damn it. Okay, Survivor. On, on, previously on Survivor, Josh got voted off the island. <laughs> your tribe has spoken. <laughs> Bro, you'd be so good at Survivor. You no. would, you'd like make the best fires. <laughs> How do you think you do those challenges? Not good. You really don't think you do well? No. Why not? I know my physical capabilities, and How they're not the, the best. the social part of the game? Like, like the lying and the conniving and the... Jumping. No, I hate lying and conniving. Would you be nice to people? Yes. <laughs> would you just like tell everyone, like, here's all the secrets I know? I wouldn't tell them the secrets. I'd be reluctant to tell them the secrets. Who would you trust? No one, because I know they're all after me. That's a good point. Like, we're watching now season 21 of Survivor with Josh, and, like, this guy, Chase, he thinks it's only, like, his dick. That's it. He's like, I like this girl, Brenda. I, I'm going to mess up every planet now just to be with her. And, of course, didn't work out best for him. Everyone kind of hates him now, and the, Brenda's gone. And he still doesn't understand why everyone hates him, and is kind of also, hilarious. Also, spoiler for a, a season that was ten years ago, I guess. Sorry for saying someone who left the show, when the, you could just Google the winner. Don't Google the winner, Josh. I wasn't planning on okay, it. You grabbed your phone when I said that. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder who won. You're, who, do you want, who do you want to win the season? I've seen it before. I'm going with Fabio. I want, I want him to win. He's he's pure of heart. If you watch this very niche section of our Survivor rant from season 21 of Survivor from 10 years ago, then I'm glad you listened to this part. I know, I've know i seen it before, but yes. They put their, their wooden chest next to a fire. That was and it so burned down their whole camp. It burned down their whole camp. That was dumb. Like, we're going to cage in the fire so it won't spread. It spread everywhere. <laughs> it backfired. <laughs> ah, quite badly. Yeah. So anyway, Prius and Survivor, Josh covered off because he wouldn't say yeah or nay. He said nay. Yes. Alright. So, Peter Dinklage. He's a man. He still hasn't watched Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage. I like the first few episodes. That's, that's what I've seen. Like, four times. <laughs> anyway, so, Peter Dinklage... Well, actually, this is a two-part news thing, because it's... Mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage uh, called out on, on someone podcast, I, which is pretty funny. I don't remember whose podcast it was now. But he, he's saying that it was... Great for Disney to be progressive in casting Rachel Zegler, a a non-white, like at least non-fully white actress as a Snow White, which is progressive and great. He said, but you're still telling this backwards-ass story about seven dumb dwarves. He, he called them dumb and um, like, or dim-witted at first when he said, small people who are living together in this like dirty cave. And he said that was really backwards-ass thinking and not progressive at all, and he can't, can't believe they're still telling the story. Which is a fair point. And people are like, what does he know? Who died and handed him King of the Dwarves? I'm like, that's literally... He did through everything he's done. <laughs> the exact quote just in here is, what the fuck are you doing, man? Have I done nothing to advance the cause for my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. And of course, he's not involved with the Disney project. He's just upset by this, which is fair. I can't... I'm, I'm part of a straight white man who is a very able-bodied person. I have a, like, very few problems in my life based on the way I appear and the way I go through life. Same with Josh. And so, it's often hard for us to think about stuff like this, stuff like this because we don't deal with it ever. I'm so glad this has been called out. Uh, think about it more and more. And, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. It's a weird story, first off. Yes. <laughs> the non-consensual kiss to wake her up. There's so many... There's so many things that are... This thing. naive little girl is just living with... Stop kicking the boom pole. <laughs> Did that sound fine or no? Yeah. This naive little girl is just living with a bunch of small uh, people who are like stinky and gross. They don't have real names. They're just emotions. I like, guess. Yeah. Kind of a messed up thing to tell. 
And now Disney actually responded to it in a positive way, which was impressive. That doesn't happen ever. Usually they just double down and deny the problems. And I, they said, and I quote, to avoid reinforcing stereotypes from the original animated film, we are taking a different approach with these seven uh, characters and have been consulting with members of this warfism community. Disney put that statement out, which is fantastic. How much you want to bet one of these new seven magical creatures will be voiced by James Corden? Think about it. My disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined. Because <laughs> <laughs> if this is a musical, number one, we get to hear Gal Gadot sing. Gal Gadot. And then you would hear James Corden sing. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hmm. I don't think it's a Watch them all be animals instead. Just like random like chipmunks or something. Probably will be. That's not... I, I guess... And he, she already talks to animals all the time in this. Like, she sings for animals, so... It's probably going to be either animals or, like, humanoid animals. They're all just unicorns. <laughs> Snow White and the seven unicorns. <laughs> it's a fascinating idea, and what would you replace them with? Just don't tell the story. I would be surprised if this didn't happen. Like, this movie didn't exist. Watch it turn out like the Adina Menzel Cinderella movie. Oh, dear God. Let's yeah. not go to the bad place. Okay? That's a place from the show The Good Place. <laughs> so we have news about guardians of the galaxy volume three josh we do it's this sad news from deadline reported that james gunn on the uh, talked about the end of guardians of the galaxy franchise and, and a lot of other things on the the podcast here nation with dominic pattern and anthony 
last name I don't know how to pronounce. I'm not going to try and butcher it. So James Gunn, we're coming on our podcast here. I know I've said I don't like your humor, but prove me wrong. Come make me laugh on our podcast. That'd be, what if that works, Josh? What if he comes on now? I've said good things about you, James Gunn, so if you want to come on for me... I, I love that. Guardians 1. You you need to come around the Guardians 2. I think it's fine. Mm. I give it a positive rating. 7 is it's good. I can say it's good. Anyways, so Guardians of the Galaxy News. What he said was about the Guardians 3. It's big, it's so, so big and dark. And different from what people might be expecting it to be. And then he said... I just want to be given. I just want to be true to the characters, the story, and give people the wrap up that they deserve for the story. And then he said, "It's always a little bit scary. I'm doing my best." And I'm doing my best, Julius. <laughs> he said, "I'm aware that the third film in most trilogies sucks. Not always. <laughs> it's a great thing to say." He also said that Yondu's Zune is in the mix in this one. The Zune yeah. that he gets, and. And he basically said that this is the end of the Guardians that we know. This is the end of the team that we know in the, in the universe, which is good, I think. It's sad, but it's good. Yeah, I think with a lot of the MCU stuff, I think that ones that we start out with need to have some kind of actual ending to them. And I think him ending Guardians on the third film, or at least this specific team, I think is a good idea. Agreed. He'll be sad. So, oh yeah, yay in Peter Dinklage news. Yeah. Overall, the changing is good. Yay on the Zeus news? Sure. I, I'm curious, so yay. Yay on Guardians 3 news? Yay. Yeah. Let's end these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I love the team. I, I'm, I give it grief because I care. Yeah. That's James Gunn is a very clever person. James Gunn is a very clever person. I think he does a good job with his story and characters, and I'm excited to see what he does next anyway. Yeah, Guardians 1, I love it. Aside from the villain... And then Guardians 2, maybe, especially on recent rewatches, made me fall in love with not just the film even more, but what Gunn did with the characters and how he explored them. I thought that it was, especially a lot of it, a very mature and a very different way of going about it. And I very much enjoyed that. And especially having a good villain in it made it even better for me. Obviously, like, I agree with you on there's a lot of humor in Guardians 2 that just goes on for too long and isn't always where it should be. But overall, it's overwhelming, overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive to me. Speaking of um, superhero teams, yeah, let's go with that segue. It's Justice League is a, is a movie, right? As Telly, no, too, I've, never heard, I've never heard of this before. Twitter so, has been so silent on it. Twitter has been very for years. No one's mentioned the movie at all, or uh, Zack Snyder once. So, oh god, I wish I was true. God, it'd be so nice. I like Made of Steel BVS and then Snyder Cut. That's not the point. We're not, like, insanely in love with these films like everyone else in the entire world is, or obsessed with them. It's It's gotten to a point now, especially with the Snyder Cut release, that's borderlining on bad. But do you like Aquaman? Yes. Do you like Jason Momoa? Yes. Do you like Fast and the Furious? I love Fast and the Furious. There's a whole franchise? Yeah. It started with stealing DVD players, and now they're going to space. It's always been silly, but there's a sincerity to it, and it's a sincerity of silliness. Well, the first one is a point break ripoff. Okay, aside from that. And then it gets interesting. Yes. Like, four or five onwards is just bad shit. It's amazing. So, Jason Momoa is joining for Fast 10. I'm excited. I'm so excited. I hope they call it Fen of the Furious. It makes me more excited, because it's part one of two. Is it actually? Yes. Oh, God. I... Just watch them all. I, you th- will have that's fun. That's the plan. 
bitch. Jason Moa fits right in, though. He fits so perfectly in. It's it's gonna be so great. And him as the villain for the first time. In? In a, yeah, he's the villain. That's what it's supposed to be. It's oh. been a while since I've seen him do a villain role. Oh, so, yeah, that's what the article says. <laughs> so seeing him go up against Vin Diesel and everyone as the villain makes me very excited. And I hope that they can bring John Cena back. I don't know how, but I would love that. I would like to see most um, are playing roles that aren't himself, though. I can understand that. He's just, I guess, Doth Rocky Man, Cal Drogo, isn't himself. So, yay, Momoa joining uh, the Fast fr- franchise? Yay. I have more fun news, though, Josh. Yay! So, one movie's getting a sequel. The first film was quite a long time ago. This is Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. I love the first Chicken Run so much. It's so much fun. With now Zach Levi as the leader of Rocky. You know, I think it was probably a smart move of them to get rid of Mel Gibson. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, it just, just seems like that just, it was the just, right just thing. Just an idea. Just an idea. I love that David Bradley is still in this as Fowler. He had Filch. Oh, okay. I had to think of who he was in the movie. He was the uh, the old veteran like pilot guy, I think. But Zach Levi, I think, can play that cocky, that uh, fly guy kind of character mm-hmm. again. I'm very happy that Zachary Levi is getting more roles now. He's from Shazam. He's great. American Underdog, not my favorite movie, but he was good in it. He's great in Chuck. Yeah. Dawn of the Nugget is a very fun name. Because hmm. when does the when did the first one take place? I have no idea. A weird because it's the same people made like Wallace and Gromit and Shaun the Sheep, but kind of like that yeah. stop motion. I'm really style. happy that stop motion animation still exists. Very rarely, but yes, I'm happy too. So yay on this news. Yeah. Yeah, and Mel Gibson being replaced. Yay. I will say, the movie with him as Santa Claus with guns, that was something. Oh, Fat Man. Yeah. But, 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 but that wasn't Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting a reuniting of Elizabeth Mitchell and Tim Allen oh, in yeah. the Santa Claus show on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, this weird, this out-of-nowhere miniseries. Yeah. So, is it going to end with him getting thrown off a roof? God, I hope so. I want to <laughs> throw Tim Allen off a roof. It sounds fun. <laughs> Tim Allen, no disrespect, I just think it'd be fun. It'd be a fun scene to do, that's all. <laughs> just the idea, because, like, that's how it had to happen to the others. Except really, really, it had to happen, happen. I'm not wrong. Yeah. I, also, just, just the amount of times Santa has been murdered in those movies that we've seen, because, like, the third one you see it, like, happen, like, three times. Seems like fun. You were duped by magic the whole time. He was, he was lying to you for a long time. <laughs> Look, man, gaslighting, it's a thing. Have you seen Kissing Booth 3? No, actually, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, we watched a little kiss. That, that, got, that go-kart scene. <laughs> Nonsense. Yes, but that was... This is yay, I guess. I like Santa. I give it yay. Star Wars. It's a thing that goes in the galaxy. Yep. <laughs> so, the Ahsoka Tano show starring Rosario Dawson, who might be a transphobe. If you are Rosario, fuck you. If not... Cool, keep doing what you're doing. I, that was a thing that was a while ago I heard about a lot of times. People were calling her a turf. I don't know. If you know for sure, please let me know so I can keep saying yay or nay correctly. But Ahsoka Tano, her, uh, her show, starring Rosario Dawson, who was in The Mandalorian. Spoilers for Mandalorian, I guess. But there, is, you know by now. I have to say the new news. So Mary Elizabeth Winstead is joining the cast of the new Ahsoka show. And that's cool. This I'm fine with. She is fantastic. From Royal Pain in Sky High to yeah. Huntress and Birds of Prey to Random Girls with Iron Man. Yeah. She is... Ten, 
10 Cloverfield Lane. She's fantastic in that. She's great in everything. Yeah. And Scott Pilgrim, so good. Ramona. <laughs> also, Hayden Christian says going to be in this show, I, which is confusing. Probably in flashbacks, because he trained as Ahsoka. Yeah. And he looks relatively the same. Yeah. So that, that works he's, fine. He's aged pretty well. Yeah. Percy Jackson author Rick Riordan shares new details about Disney Plus series and has been officially greenlit. They're making the show with him involved, very involved. It will be actual like twelve year old stuff playing his parts instead of like a seventeen year old version of of the boy Percy. I'm currently actually reading the first book now, The Lightning Thief. I'm enjoying it so far. The writing is a bit uh, dumbed down because it's for kids, mm-hmm. so it's the most exciting of language to read. It's a little bit yeah dull, but. It's very fun so far in the actual adventure, and I can picture, picture everything really well. I'm liking the characters. I've seen the movie a lot as a kid, and I thought it was always kind of fun. As someone who never really read the book much, I knew it was very different because I had to skim the book for school in, like, third grade. As someone that grew up loving Percy Jackson, the series, and then the sequel series, Heroes of Olympus, that movie pissed me off as a kid. That was the first time I ever saw a movie that made me mad uh, for a number of reasons. But go, I went back during quarantine and rewatched the first movie, and it's a nay for so many reasons that I can't get into. But the sec, the sequel, Sea of Monsters, is a lot better. It's still not great, but it's more faithful to the book, and it actually has fun with not just making it a fun movie, but actually wants to explore this world in the way that it is, where the first movie just kind of felt like, it's there. In the movie... They take the first two chapters and take the essence of what works there and keep that part in the movie pretty well. The reasoning he's going on the journey and the journey itself. It's different. The journey is very much in the movie, set up like, here's point A, go to it. Here's point B, go to it. Here's point C, go to it. The book, they don't know where the... They don't know anything. And that's great. I love that. Like Horcruxes in Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. But this was, you know, not as dark as that. Although I did love seeing uh, Rosario Dawson as Persephone. (laughs) And Sean Bean as Zeus. Yeah, the, and it's a Sean Bean role where he doesn't die. And I love the the fun Lady Gaga song, um, Poker Face playing in the casino. Yeah. Great scene. Just him eating the cupcake is like the Felix Felicis. That, that is the only scene that feels actual true to the book in, really? every, in every sense of it. Also, this is a pen. This is a pen. I'm really excited for this. This is a big game for me because I'm actually trying to read all the books before I watch the show now. I'm excited for that. Also, something that was always weird to me as a kid was he would have to cap the sword to be able to put it back as a pen. Like, it's a sword. You have a tiny little cap. Dunk! And then it shrinks down. I'm fine with it being a click. That makes more sense. Yep. We have new... Se- That's the end of the new segment, Josh. Neat. That's the main topic. Now we have to talk about a little thing called Genius. So we just watched the Disney Channel original movie, Genius, today. And next week... Do you remember what next week is? It's Don't Look Under the Bed. That's the one. Y'all gotta watch next time. So, I have, a, I have a lot of notes here. This is one I didn't take many notes on. I know, you just, I was there when you were watching, you just kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. This is a fun one. I I never heard of this one before this, and it kind of makes me mad that one I never heard of is actually one of the few, so, like, genuinely fun ones. Before we go in there for, like I said earlier, for news, we gave yay or nay. Same thing for these. We gave this a yay or nay because we don't rate moves against... All of a sudden, we get them against their own genre and their own competition. Like, this is goes going against the other DCOMs, not against, you know, Citizen Kane and Paddington. I mean, we can't compare Citizen Kane and Paddington. Wouldn't be fair for Paddington. 
Nah, Paddington. No, because this beats all of them, right? So Genius is actually, I'm giving this one a pretty hearty yay. This is really fun. Yeah, I'm giving this a yay. It kind of fits into like the can of worms uh, category. This to me might be number one right now. I can see that. That might. It probably is for me too. Uh, can of worms is fun and absurdist and nonsense. But this has more of a plot that actually works and is cohesive. And there's actual jokes here that surprisingly work. Well, there were jokes in Kinnaworms that worked too. Oh, no, I'm not saying there wasn't. And same with You Lucky Dog, which was just watching Kurt Cameron go insane. <laughs> Great times. Dog boy. Dog man. So, this one specifically, if you've ever watched the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he shares a name with one of the main characters in that show, was Charles Boyle is this, this, kid's, main, this kid's name. This kid is named Charlie Boyle. So, Josh, in about one minute, describe this plot to the viewers. Go ahead. So, genius. Uh, he's a boy genius. He's not Jimmy Neutron boy genius. He doesn't have a fudge head, but he still is a genius. He gets into college. And the college, he gets into Harvard and another one. But he goes to the other one because they are going to make him teach a class and he gets to work with particle accelerators. But then he gets to college. He's getting bullied because he's a nerd. And he's also a child. Yeah, that's and it's why. weird seeing 20-year-olds bully a child. But anyways, so he sees, this, he sees this cute girl and then he's just like, ooh, I like that. And he becomes Chaz. Now, Chaz, he goes to normal school. He's, he's like a punk. He's a bad boy. He gets attention. He's stupid. It's the complete opposite. It's a whirlwind of emotions. But he also likes hockey. But that doesn't really matter. And so he's living this double life now as college professor, child, and then punk boy child. But it's a movie. So there's conflict. And conflict is that. Will it get resolved in the end? Find out later next time on Survivor. Or on this podcast. We, we spoil these. All, that's the whole point of this. That's true. So first off, this bitch turned down Harvard. Dumb move right away. It's the first thing he the first thing we learned as a kid, he turns down Harvard. He gets like he gets I think four or five acceptance letters. It's not just yeah. like two colleges. He chooses to go to a local school that is uh it's like equivalent of saying, I'm gonna go to uh, um I'm just gonna name uh, random city. Like Cincinnati. I'm gonna go to Cincinnati College. You could go to NYU or you could go to like this fucking bench. <laughs> just go to a bench inside it's it's so weird. Also, he doesn't take classes, like, at all. Yeah, it's... I have a theory about that as well. But I, th- I think with him choosing that college is because of the particle accelerator, because, like, a, that's they're one of the few that actually, like, have one or whatever the reasoning was behind it, and they were working on, like, some really innovative stuff. So on those reasons, I can understand that. Yeah, there was a few different scientific things he was going to have opportunities to do there. It wasn't just that. There was other technology to have access to. And this kid is 13 years old. He's a prodigy, a genius... Which is a real thing to happen. There are real like, 13, 14 year olds that go to college. They get a bit exiled because they are just here's They're like, children. He's a child with an 18 year old. And he, he looked outside his window and saw 18 year olds getting drunk and having a party and they're talking to girls. Like, it's like, I'm lonely. I can't do anything with anyone here. That would suck so much. But also, the dad in this looks like a discount 90s Tim Allen. <laughs> he does. Have you noticed that? It's the exact, like, the Santa Claus, the exact outfit. Yeah. It's weird. Scott Calvin vibes. The kid also, in his room, had has had access to nanotechnology. He said he made something in his house with some nanotechnology. Okay, Tony Stark. <laughs> A little weird. Also, he just did he just move into school without his dad and during the middle of the semester? That's what it looked like happened. School was just going already, and he's just like, I'm just going to walk in with my backpack. That's it. He's, he's a genius. The rules don't play to him. So I have a theory about this, because he didn't t- seem to take any actual classes. Mm-hmm. What I think is he got a this great deal with this thing is you get to teach one class here and then next semester you'll be enrolled as a student. Is what I'm thinking is happening. You'll be working with the professor here on the particle accelerator stuff. 
you can teach one class while you're boarding here, and then next semester you'll come in when the semester is actually over, or wherever you come in as a full student, and you can have all the classes and stuff. Because this college, why the fuck did they have to get this to their college? They tell him, you can teach, you get a whole semester to have access to this great to your toys, you're with, with a, another scientist, you can play with this particle accelerator, like the Flash, <laughs> you can learn a bunch of cool stuff, and then next semester you'll be, t you'll be learning. I think that's what would make sense here. They don't ever say that, but that's the vibe I get. If he is not here to learn yet, he'll he, he'll be he'll be here to learn soon. Yeah. But also, this is, this plot makes a lot of sense. Like as it goes on, nothing doesn't make sense. I mean, it's all pseudoscience bullshit. But like, we have nanotechnology. Oh, this quantum learning of magic. Oh, look, we have graviton. It's really best to not think about it. Sure, but they follow its own consistent nonsense logic. Everything they say and do. Is consistent with what things that have already been established to be able to just say and do. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important with pseudoscience. Yes. Uh, I love that... I love when he... So he goes to the school first off, because he meets a, a cute girl. So he is at this college. Northern, I think, is what the school is. Something like that. And they are... He's, he's a hockey player. He loves playing hockey. But he's a nerd, and they don't like nerds. No one so likes... Does, so they don't let him play. Right. And... Now he's just, he wanted to look at the rink and he heard someone, heard someone skating. It's a cute girl just doing, like, being a ballerina on the ice and doing figure skating. And it's really pretty and cute and aww, he has a crush now. When she asks him his name, <laughs> his name is Charlie Boyle. When they ask him, when she asks him his name, he just says, he has a little flashback in his head of dirt memories saying, uh, stop trying to do the same thing. It's not working, all that stuff. Because he's a nerd, he keeps trying to make friends, he keeps failing at it. Cause he's just, he, because he's being himself. He says, I'm Ch Chaz. Chaz Anthony. He has this like, little... And he whips off his glasses when he says that. Yeah, and he's like, I'm cool. And th this is when the film really enticed me. Because then it becomes... When he's in the middle school and he's being, like, you know, his idea of what a bad boy is like, it's so absurd. But the fact that everyone goes along with it is peak late 90s to me. It's great. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Let's, let's talk about the fashion of this. The extremely baggy clothes of the late 90s. He wears this baggy-ass leather jacket the entire time as Chaz, pretty much. Every piece of clothing he wears as Chaz is about three sizes too big for him. And it works because it's the same way that Tobey Maguire with the uh, symbiote works. Of he, it's what he thinks is cool. Yeah. It's not what actually is cool, but he's like, yo, 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 cool dog, crib, all the time. It's amazing. It's and this this kid does a great job with it. He is selling it. He's, he is acting to the max. He's doing a good job acting this part. Like a really good job. Yeah. It was a very fun time watching it all unfold. And Max Fleischer, I think his name, who's plays the scientist, does a good job too. He has a fun time interacting with this kid. It's impressive how well he actually acts with a kid. That's a good job. If you've watched the show Shameless, Emmy Rossum from that plays the girl in this. Or if you watch Dragon Ball Evolution, she's also in that. I haven't seen it, but I know that we don't talk about it, just like we don't talk about we Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. So the part of the accelerator in this is a lot smaller than the one in The Flash. I don't know, I haven't seen it in The Flash. It's a, it's a big tube. Cool! <laughs> so, it is the same kind of thing. A part of the accelerator is a real thing in real life. The idea of, if, if you're trying to accelerate one particle of something through a giant tube with a, conducted with a mm -hmm. lot of heat and a lot of force to try and move a particle fast to change its form and, and state of something, which is true. And they do that, trying to find this, this made-up thing called a graviton. I think it's made up. It's right. It's made up, right? I think it is. I don't know. I'm, I do film stuff. The idea is a graviton in this universe is they're trying... It's a thing that 
allows gravity to work, basically. Like midichlorians for the Earth. Oh, goody. I'm glad we're bringing midichlorians into the conversation. It makes sense what I'm saying. So these little particles that allow gravity to work, which is really dumb, because it, it removes the fact that mass is what makes gravity work. Because yeah. in real life, mass of an object pulls other things in. But no, this is just, we have random midichlorians in the world that make particles of space attract other particles. I mean, that's fine. It's consistent with the rest of the movie. And they're trying to unlock, using the particle accelerator, a way to, with some fusion reaction to make it so the gravitons, they can control kind of gravitational fields and defy gravity. Spoiler alert, it kind of works with the power of music and, and electricity. As most things do. Yeah. He hacks into the middle school to get himself a, a fake name and go in there and be a new student. And his first thing is about, his, he tries to disrespect this teacher in the same way other students disrespected his class he's teaching. Okay, I want to go back to his first class. When he's writing his name on the board, what the fuck did they throw at the board? Because that wasn't like a spitball. That was a spit basketball. What the fuck was that? It looked... It had chunks of things in it. It was white. I, it looked like a pie. <laughs> I just love the idea of these hockey college players just wasting having a pie. a pie. And wasting it. And wasting it. That was a guy, Mike, who later on kind of redeemed himself. Yeah. So Mike is this douchebag guy who's like, he was going to be a roommate with um, with our boy, our boy Chaz. <laughs> we will just refer to him as Chaz, even though that is his he fake name. Charlie. Which they have a great moment on his name later in the film, too, which is great. But, so our boy Chaz is roommates with these two guys. Like, it, they in their dorm. What was it? Like, it's like something to lay or whatever. I will say, it is odd, like, because we're in college, it's weird the idea of having, like, a child room with you, even, like... If, I would hate if you that. Have, I would you, hate that. Like, even if you have, like, doors separating you, like, that is a very weird... Because if you've been to college, college is an experience, and a lot of different things happen. A lot of things that children should definitely never be around. The alcohol alone, we don't do alcohol. We don't do alcohol. We don't do it. But I understand the distance from the from Mike and his friend, yeah. um, not Mike, um, that I take from Chaz Boy. I get it. It uh, it's they're mean to him excessively, which isn't right. And I I would it would be a bit emasculating probably for a lot of them to yeah. take a class from a thirteen year old like we were in college. Come on, because almost T Justin's dead. I get it. They're a bit insecure and stuff like that because he's really he's smarter than all of them taking physics. And this this boy Chaz Charlie boy does teach and tutor Mike later on to help him pass his classes, which is really cool. And then there's a like well I'll return the favor somehow later on. It's great. But backing back to the school, so Mike in his class throws the what might be a pie at his name on the, the board. questionable pie is what we will refer to it as. Sure. It has chunks of yellow. I, it looks like a meringue pie of some sort. I think it was just a giant spitball. That's the only explanation. <gasps> the Hulk spit it out? I guess. It's the only thing, because he hit that board like a motherfucker. Yes, anyway... <laughs> So he said, I'm, I'm teaching this class. Hi, I'm just roughing this class. And then Chaz, Charlie, when doing the Chaz form, said the same thing to the teacher. He's like, I'm teaching this class. And he said, I'm going to disrupt this class. And he, what's funny about the different reactions is when Chaz does it, like, it's a normal kind of, like, laughing from him. When it's the college kids, they think it's the funniest thing they've ever heard in their goddamn lives. And this is not the only time this happens in the movie. Like, Mike, uh, at one point, goes up to answer a question on the board, but instead he just makes this, like, sketch drawing of Bart Simpson, I guess. They are laughing their asses off. They think it is so funny, and it's kind of hilarious how funny they think it is. 
a lot of jokes in this do land pretty well. When he first says, his name is Chaz, Chaz Anthony, it makes me laugh. It was a very funny Cause, moment. Because Chaz. <laughs> Not Chad. That's, that is a very late 90s cool name. Uh, I also this is Charles Boyle's origin story. I can see that. Like, he dumbed himself down in Brooklyn Nine-Nine so he could, like, get along with everyone else. And, and there's moments in Brooklyn Nine-Nine when he becomes, like, a cool guy. It's just like, is, Chaz, same, com- is Chaz, Chaz coming back? Um... But think about it. So some of the hijinks that he does as Chaz, he tries to be a punk to get to make girls like it, make it make friends. Because Charlie Charlie Boyle doesn't have friends; he's lame and awkward and nerdy. He's a, he's a nerd. Even though this girl would actually like him more if he was the nerdy boy, which is part of the thing. Is don't lie. I also made a note because this movie I called it Dear Charlie Boyle. So if you've ever seen Dear Evan Hansen, <laughs> it's the same plot. You know, it's the same base <laughs> premise of. There's, there's Waving little, through a window. There's there's a little bit more sci-fi uh, to this than that. Sure. But I can understand it. So it's the same of, I need, I need to be someone different. I need a, I, I'm not good enough who I am. Okay, well, with, okay, Dear Evan Hansen, it kind of got out of hand, but, but not, but like just, yes. he had no control. I, there's it. a lot more new, I'm, I'm making a joke about the name, that's all <laughs> I'm aware. So it's some of the hijinks that our boy Chaz does. Let's see. We have the wonderful... Controlling a skeleton in the classroom through a magic remote that should that makes no sense and is never explained. You know, as you do. The, it's not like he's controlling wiring or thing like or metal. It's he makes it move and dance. He makes it like a human is in a skeleton costume doing things, which is not the case. It's a skeleton. And I love his reason, like how he did, because the teacher asked, like, "How'd you do this?" He's just like, "I got a nerd to do it for me." Even he knows that that's some bullshit, right I also, there. The teacher knows he's a, he's smart the entire time, and like that. This is the trope of like you know character pretending to be someone that they're not. Like, can always be fun or can go very wrong. This was a very fun way of doing it. And the teacher takes a whole field trip to the to the college to meet the the actual smart boy to have Chaz meet Charlie, and so he keeps switching back and forth of. The real Charlie, he disguised himself with purple paint on his face and a, and a broken leg and talks with a like funny a, voice. He, he's like a gravelly voice. <laughs> to say, he, oh, he's been injured in a lab accident and he has to keep running back and forth to see, and get it off and on. My my favorite part of that whole thing was when he go, he, he leaves, uh, goes back into the audience and goes back on stage and he's getting ready and everything. The scientist that's helping him, uh, he's just like, I gotta get on the stage quick. He just fucking throws him push me <laughs> like he throws him from one co- end of the stage to the other and it's so insane it's, and i loved it it's like an iconic scene in the movie mac and me with a kid with the wheelchair is just flying off a cliff going ah in the lake my favorite thing about that is every time paul rudd got interviewed by conan he would always bring that clip i know there's also a song in this called my love is strong <laughs> it is the most like late 90s also it came out in 1999 this movie which is the year i was born but I'm going to miss the era of seeing these late 90s DCOMs. So they, they have a special feel to the them. The My Love is Strong song is a nonsense song to have where it is. It's a girl tutoring him so to help him get a C. Because he has to dumb down with even his answers. He doesn't need tutoring. He's just trying to get closer to a girl again. He, and this he girl, does everything. This girl he likes, her dad, is the hockey coach at his college who knows who Charlie Boyle is. Which is even better. So he has to hide and do some really weird antics to try and avoid that. It's fun. Honestly, if you all don't watch any other DCOMs, watch this one. I think it is the most... You will have fun. Because I don't hear anyone ever talking about this one. If you want a plot that makes sense and isn't absurdist to the extreme like Can of Worms or You Lucky Dog, this can give you the the most normal, quote-unquote, best version of that. Yeah. It's very fun. The Dean in this... It's not quite Dean Pell's novels of Wild... But this dude is obsessed with, 
I don't know what he just. Oh, I love him. He's there's no way really to describe him, but there's a point in the movie where the particle accelerator uh, fucks up and like breaks the hockey ice, and the ref calls it. Okay, we have to call the game. Uh, we can't finish this right now. We'll have to wait. The dean turns to the coach, and the coach says, "We were so close to winning." And the dean was like, "Wait, we weren't winning." Also, the, the best part of the dean is he gives the same vibe as Spider-Man Two J.K. Simmons does. Versus, oh, you're fired. Oh, you can say. Actually, never mind. Get back in here. Yeah. It's just, everything he says is on a whim. There's no rhyme reason that he says, like, I want to win. I want that cup. Oh, you're doing, a te- you're doing an experiment? Maybe the best experiment ever. But don't go do the experiment right now. Come over here. He said, I'm going to the concession stands to buy a foam finger. Yes. I love him. <laughs> I, I love when Charlie, uh, he's, it's near the end. He's still doing his back and forth thing. And he's like, I have an experiment with the particle accelerator. And he's just like... Hmm, but the press, big press. Ah, come on, your experiment could wait later, or whatever it was. Well, what he said was, ah, make it a big exper- experiment. Make it the best experiment ever. And now, come on. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> what you just said to... Wait, he's ex- his experiments. Here's the thing. Stop lying to women to get them to like you in media, please. It happens as a weird trope. Aladdin. Like, it happens so often. And women always forgive the men for this. Always. It makes no sense. It's, I was lying because I, I really liked you, and I, I didn't want to mess up. What's so funny about this trope even existing is the idea of the trope is at the end to learn to not lie. Yet we keep seeing this trope. Like, the existence of the trope should die by the end of the movie that began the trope. Because it's just like, don't fucking do this. Yet every movie does it. Also, at one point, music literally solved the issue. So there's a weird dance scene. So there's a part of the accelerator, like I said before, they're trying to get this graviton to work, to be able to defy gravity. Him and our boy Chaz and the scientist who he's working with. And to do that, the one thing they've never tried before this experiment is to put on music during it. Like, music? Waveforms? Waveforms? Science? Science? Wow! It, and now it works! Sort of, but not fully. They got to, that's how they captured the graviton. And then how do they supercharge it to, get to, to defy gravity? That comes when it gets a little bit of a shock. It gets some, some magic zoop! Some zzz. At one point, I literally wrote down, after the whole debacle of the back and forth of the, I'm Chaz, I'm Charlie, I'm Chaz, I'm Charlie on stage. Mm-hmm. I wrote down, is it really, is leaving that school really worse than faking all this? Because, like, you could just dip it. You literally have no cause to stay there. You have nothing to really lose. This is the most elaborate way a person could ask a girl out. Because that was the entire reason that he did this. Well, he also wanted friends. Yeah, I guess. But it started with the girl. After, of course, naturally, the charade goes away, and Everyone Charlie and Chaz that. become one. <laughs> <laughs> From the way the poster was, I thought that it was going to be like a split personality thing, like the experiment would go wrong, and there'd be two versions of him, the smart one and then the dumb, dumb one, one or something. One. Yeah. Thankfully, it's not that. It's much better than that. What well, is this two personality, smart and dumb one, but it's clever with it. I love it when he's talking to Mike about, like, like I don't have what you have. I'm like, yes, you have. You've been faking it this whole time. Make it, make it, make it baby. <laughs> But after the whole trade is up and they become one again, like I said before, he's trying to explain to this girl he likes, this Dragon Ball Evolution girl. I mean, awesome. I don't remember her character's name, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, girl. Yeah, if you're trying to tell girl, curly hair, curly-haired girl, who always has sad music behind her, talking <laughs> consistently. I, I swear, Disney just has stock music that they use for their decoms, because you can interchange this with every other score we've heard, and it's not going to change anything. Right, but after he's talking to girl, he's trying to apologize... I'm like, god damn, at least let him try to explain. He's 13, he can make a, make a fucking mistake. 
Like, she won't even hear him out at all. It's, it's so funny when he, he keeps calling her. It keeps coming back to her. At one point, she just lifts up the phone and lets it drop on the receiver. And it's great, because that could be like, it could be your dad. You don't actually know. Like, you don't know. <laughs> it could be someone that could be needs to talk to you. Right. Could be your grandma. You, she could be dying. You don't know. Your mom's already dead, I think. Because dead parent trope. Or gone. I thought that his mom was dead. Because we never see her. But then the dad says something about like her dare casserole. And then she shouts from like the kitchen. We don't yeah, she's, see her she's, Yeah, she's just busy. <laughs> she's just busy. But the girl doesn't forgive him. The only reason she agrees to work with him again is because he's going to save her dad's job. That's the only reason why. And it becomes... And they, then they kiss while flying. We'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, I think it's a pretty well-structured film in terms mm-hmm. of... It works. Also, it's a sports movie. That being a sports movie, and I love that part. Yeah, the way actually they actually convinced all his friends to work with him. The way it happened is he saw them playing hockey, and he walked up to them playing hockey. <laughs> I remember now. And I know a way to solve everyone's problems and fix everything. Is leave us alone. Don't make it about you. First off, it was never about him. He don't was trying call to call me. Don't, don't come by your house. house. We're done. <laughs> but he was trying to get about saving your dad's job. It was never a selfish act there at the end. No. They said to him, "Bye, Chaz," and walked away. And he said, my name is Charlie. And they all turned around simultaneously. And that's what convinced them. Like, it's like, you knew his name already. This wasn't new information. What? Is it him admitting to his name? He's already done that. They're just like, what the fuck? This is his name? Oh, it's, this changes everything. <laughs> it was very weird. That was my last night I took. I... I, my mind is remembering this now when he's still being Chaz um, and he's uh, talking to the girl and this is after like uh, they were skating and he's just like he's talking to himself okay just be cool count to three and it's all gonna be good you're gonna reach over your arm and he goes to reach over his arm she's just gone a lot of guys I know overthink asking girls out all the time or other small <laughs> moments I do it's not that complicated it's super complicated I mean I know it is it's terrifying but also like just don't think about it I've been told that a lot. It doesn't usually work. Just turn off your brain, Josh. I, there's no switch for that. I've, I've, I've searched for the switch many times. So the movie ends with flying. So there's a hockey game, and our boy Chaz, Charlie, they become one, of course. And after they've become one and they fix all the problems, they help this hockey team through magic, pseudoscience, and whatever, blah, 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 blah. They help the opposing team to not cheat. They don't cheat. They help the opposing team to not cheat, which is actually a better way to do that instead of cheating to win. They take... The skates of the We don't the, need to explain the, it. It's nonsense. It's completely nonsense. But basically, they're controlling the movements of the other team. Usually, it would be they're controlling the movements of their team to win. But instead, they're messing with the other team to make sure that they don't win. But they're not even doing it in a way that's disrupt, disrupting their gameplay. No. It's literally, if their other team was going to hit their teammates illegally, they would stop them from it. Yeah. Which is a good way to do that. It literally just stopped cheating on both sides. That was cool. Then, because the electricity like gets all over their magic particle accelerator, their graviton began working, and, and they it flew. It, everyone who had the magic rocks in their shoes, which is also explained in the movie, don't worry, makes people be able to fly. And so there were flying people on the ice skating rink, and the dean ate it up. He loved it. What What's funny is when it first happens, no one cares. Everyone's just watching the game continue going on, like. In a normal circumstance, everyone would have stopped. <gasps> oh my god, flying kid! Exactly. But no, they keep the game going because America. And so... <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, look, man, I'm tired. It is currently 3 in the morning. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, but it's great. And it's very fun. And the girl and him make it up make it up together, and it's great. And they hook up in the air. <laughs> they fly in the kiss, and it's cute. 
Josh, where can people find your social medias? You can find me the Instagram at J underscore Rudy sixteen, Twitter J underscore Rudy twenty eight, and YouTube at Josh Rudolph. And if you feel so inclined to follow my letterboxed, it's Nerd for Film twenty eight. What's poppin'? You can follow me on places. <laughs> so I am on Twitter at the Theater Nerd. I am on TikTok at that Nerd in Theater. I also run. The email for this podcast at nerdtalkproductionsyt at gmail.com. But we will also be making a new email soon for this podcast specifically. That's not just a nerd talk thing, because we're rebranding nerd talk to be we are the nerd talk crew, we are the nerd talk production people, but we are making the Geek Speak podcast. So that's where we are rewriting things currently to be Geek Speak only. You can tweet us with hashtag geekspeakpod or at nerdtalk underscore prod. And also, have a good day. Yeah. Have a good night as well, because it's 3 a.m. Good night. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.